0: Saslow Show 2.0. It is a Wednesday, the 27th of December. Good to have you aboard part of the Believe Podcast Network, presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, 800-747-3733. If you're involved in any kind of an accident, hit and run, motorcycle, boating accident, Slip and fall. You let Jar and Levine put their skills to work for you, get you the compensation you deserve. 800-747-3, 800-747-3733. Glad to have you with us today. We're marching toward week 17 of the NFL season. The Dolphins passed their first test this week, week 16, and now they got their big, well, Their next biggest test of the season. Because if the Dolphins can wind up winning this week at Baltimore, Week 18 isn't for the division anymore, but it's still for first place in the AFC overall. That's what's at stake for your favorite little football team here. And like we said yesterday, we have a clear picture what the Dolphins need as far as clinching scenarios. I'll get to that in a second here. But first, you know, a lot of us, we get time off right now. It's the holiday season. Some of us are working. You know who's always working this time of year? All the pro athletes. That's right. And you can join. You can make your wagers on the pro athletes at Bet Online With NFL, bowl season, NBA, it's all in full swing over the holidays. BetOnline isn't taking a second off. To make sure you have all the up-to-the-second odds, news, and info, BetOnline has all the sports wagering info available you need. With both desktop and mobile access, head to BetOnline today. Get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code Believe B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, we know where the Dolphins stand this weekend. For the rest of the season, only two games left. A Dolphins win or a Bills loss, Dolphins clinch the AFC East. A Dolphins win or a Chiefs loss, Dolphins clinch at least the number 2 seed. Two Dolphin wins, Dolphins are the AFC AFC's number 1 seed. How hey, you love that. That's where we stand right now. So, two Dolphin wins Number one overall, a Dolphin win or a Chiefs loss, number two overall, a Dolphin win or a Bills loss, AFC East champions. And if you want to get excited, I've been saying this the last couple days, if you want to get excited, think about it like this. The Dolphins are a road win away. If the Dolphins win in Baltimore this weekend, they are three home wins away from the Super Bowl. What? That's crazy, right? Three home wins away from the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. That's awesome. I mean, and and so here's the thing, right? The Dolphins have not made back-to-back postseason appearances in over 20 years. It's been a long time. The last time the Dolphins made the postseason last year, 2022, then 2016, 2008, and then 2003, last time they won a playoff game, 2000, it's been forever since they made the postseason back-to-back years, and so they're making the postseason back-to-back years right now. So the Dolphins are doing something they haven't done in a quarter century almost, and similarly the Panthers right now are going through their best, got my Panthers shirt on, Panthers back in action tonight, I mean, come on, it's enough time off, like Christmas break, it's over, let's get back to work. The Panthers, the same thing. They made the playoffs for the first time ever. I don't count 2020 when they allowed 12 teams into the playoffs. For the first time ever, the Panthers have made the postseason three consecutive years. So both teams right now are in a great spot. But here's the thing. I didn't get all super excited when the Dolphins clinched their playoff spot this past week. They clinched playoff spot. They're in, no matter what. And you would think that that would be something you'd get really excited about, right? I wonder if I'm the only one who feels this way because I didn't get all excited when the Dolphins clinched their, the, the playoff spot. To me, that's not a big deal. That's not the goal. That's the expectation. When I was younger in the 90s and then even into the early 2000s, we expected to be in the playoffs every single year. And it's what you do about it when you get there. And this Dolphin team going into the season... Now, last year, definitely was... The, well, was it the expectation? I think a goal would have been to make the playoffs last year. Was getting to the playoffs in Mike McDaniel's first year as head coach the expectation? Probably not. Definitely a goal. I mean, you got Tyreek Hill. It's two in his third year. Mike McDaniel's an offensive guy. Definitely the goal. But now we're in a place where getting to the playoffs is not a goal anymore. This is the expectation. Getting to the playoffs and doing... The goal is to do damage in the postseason. And that comes with getting home games. That's when I'll get excited. That's why last week when the Dolphins clinch a playoff spot, I'm not celebrating, you know, this 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 feat or this accomplishment. That's the expectation. I'll celebrate, I'll get really excited when the Dolphins win this weekend. Guaranteeing them at least a home game in the first round and the second round or getting to a place where they could wind up getting first overall and then you get the buy in the two home games. If the Dolphins win one more game where you're guaranteed at least one home playoff game, that's when I start to get excited. Just qualifying for the playoffs last week, it's great, it's good, it's the expectation. So, I wonder if other Dolphin fans felt that way. Like, Yes, we're in the playoffs. Oh my god. But nah. Ain't no thing to me. That's not the goal. The goal now, and, and I've been I, I, you know, I don't want to you can be a pig sometimes. You don't want to be a hog. Hogs get slaughtered. So I haven't been sitting here saying, oh, we gotta get the number one seed. We'd like to. It's it's right there on our grass. Dolphins control their own fate the rest of the way. If the Dolphins so choose, the AFC runs through Miami. They control their fate. But my goal, I, I wanna be realistic. The number two seed, where you would get a home game in round one. You'd get a home game in round two. And you'd have to go on the road. Presumably, you'd have to go on the road. I mean, maybe you'd be able to host a game. But you'd have to go on the road for AFC Championship. Matter of fact, the last time the Dolphins were the two seed was the last time they were in the AFC Championship game. That was back in 1992. And back then, two teams got buys. So the Dolphins opened at home against the San Diego Chargers, Pouring Rain all game. I was there for that. They win 31-0. Great game. And the Bills, who were a wild card team, they beat the number one seed that week on the road. May have been Pittsburgh, if I'm remembering correctly. So the Dolphins ended up hosting, even though they were the two-seed, they ended up hosting the AFC Championship that year. They lost 29-10 to Buffalo. Mark Duper had a late touchdown. Game game was never close. And the Bills went on to, of course, lose in the Super Bowl. So, that was the last time the Dolphins were the number two seed. They actually ended up hosting the AFC Championship game that year. But for me, I'll start to get excited when the Dolphins get one more win here. And one more win guarantees at least one home playoff game. So, clinching a playoff spot last week, awesome. I want home games. I want home games not just because... You know, this is the best way to get to the Super Bowl. I want to go to a Dolphin playoff game. I haven't been to a Dolphin playoff game myself in 25 years. It was either 1997 or 1998. So either 25 or 26 years. Dolphins-Bills, wild Card game. Doug Flutie, Dan Marino. Trace Armstrong had the sack at... The strip sack at the very end of the game with Flutie and the Bills on the goal line, down by four. Dolphins win. Huge hit, Trace Armstrong. Zach Thomas may have recovered the fumble, but it was Armstrong with the strip sack. Dolphins win. That's the last Dolphin playoff game I've ever been to. And part of, you know, what I've realized now, as I've gotten older, I want to go to a Dolphin playoff game because you want to... What I've realized as I've gotten older now is... I. Sometimes you, fr- you want to compare how these things made you feel when you were a kid compared to how it makes you feel now. And what I mean by that is, like, I got to experience that last season with the Panthers where I remember very well what 1996 was like and the Panthers make the Stanley Cup final. I was 15 years old. It was incredible. Last year was so great because now I got to experience that As an adult, I got to feel what that feels like. Not just having to wait 27 years. That's a prison sentence. 27 years to get back to that spot, but being able to experience what that feels like as an adult. Well, the last time I was at a Dolphin playoff game, it was 25 years ago, 16 or 17 years old. I want to know what it feels like. I want to feel that now as an adult. And look, I was... 11 years old, the last time the Dolphins were in the AFC Championship game. What would those nerves feel like for me as, as an adult if they were to get back to an AFC Championship game and the realization that they'd be a win away? A home win, maybe. A win away from going to the Super Bowl. So, that's the I think that's the kind of stuff, the perspective that you wind up having when you're an adult, an adult sports fan. Getting to compare what it feels like when you were a kid... To now as an adult. I, I was a really cool experience for me last year with the Panthers. I mean, with the Heat, it sustained success. And now, we may have that kind of opportunity with the Dolphins. But also, a first-time-ever opportunity with the Dolphins. Because, I mean, the last time they were in the Super Bowl 1985, it's was four years old. I didn't see it. I've never seen the Dolphins in a Super Bowl. Let alone win one. I've never even seen them in a Super Bowl. So, anyway... It's a roundabout way of telling you why. All right. I'm glad glad they clinched a playoff berth last week. That ain't what it's about. If you're a serious team, if you're a team with real Super Bowl aspirations, you don't get nutty about clinching a playoff berth. You get excited when you clinch home playoff games. And that's what's at stake this weekend against the Ravens. And I know, you know, I think there are Dolphin fans who maybe you're a little bit scared. based on what the Ravens did at the 49ers. But here's the thing. I'm going to drop a little bit of a troop bomb on you. The 49ers had five turnovers. Four interceptions from Brock Purdy. This Baltimore team, you look statistically, the Niners Niners had better stats in almost every offensive category. I'm not trying to take away from the Ravens, but what I am saying is, the Dolphins are not going to have five turnovers. If the Dolphins play clean football... Like they did this past weekend against Dallas. Dolphins are going to win this game this weekend. I am not overly impressed with Baltimore's offense. I know Lamar Jackson, he's the guy now, right? Every week the MVP conversation changes. And Lamar, for, for my money, is the most exciting player in the National Football League. But I am not overly impressed with Baltimore's offense. And Miami's defense we know is awesome. You see what they did. Or what they didn't allow the Cowboys to do this past weekend. So... I, you could be afraid if you want about the Ravens. Dolphins have beat them each the last two years. Kick their ass two years ago. Last year, the huge comeback. I am, I am very confident in this Dolphin team this weekend. And like I said, the goal is to get the number two seed. If somehow the Dolphins don't win this weekend, I'm still super confident. Because the Bills are going to beat New England this weekend. Although New England already beat them this year. I, it would really be a shocker. I'll still go into that week 18 here in Miami. I, I think either way, Dolphins are going to kick the shit out of Buffalo that week 18 game. And get that work and get that work. But it starts this weekend, so they show they can win a big game versus Dallas, and now they can. If 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 any part of the fraud discussion is still out there, see like. I'm watching first take earlier this morning. First take, my guy Christopher Mad Dog Russo, of course, he's my hero. He's on first take on Wednesdays. And did the Dolphins prove anything with the win over Dallas? That was the headline, right? Look, they sh- uh, of course they proved something. They showed they can win a big game. That's what you've been asking for all year. You can't be asking for something all year. And then when the team does it, you're asking everybody, did they do anything? Did they prove anything? Now they answered your question that you've been asking all season long but now they can end that fraud discussion for good with a win in Baltimore beating Dallas a win in Baltimore all of a sudden that conversation is over with and now you get the national folks and I like when even when they're busting on the Dolphins we'll get to that in a second Even when they're saying nutty things. Even when you got the guys on television like Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith has not watched Dolphins once this year. You know that based on his commentary. But I like when they talk about the Dolphins, man. They haven't been relevant like this in decades. So even if they're saying stupid things, and there's a lot of stupid things that are being said about the Dolphins, but even when they say stupid things, I like it. I like that they're talking about the Dolphins. But if they win this weekend... All that fraud bullshit gone for good. They beat a good team at home. Now, now they got to do it on the road. Against the team of the best record in the NFL? Okay. I know the Dolphin fan is worried about what happened on Monday night. I'm not that impressed with the Ravens offense. I'm not. I think this defense is going to be ready for them. And maybe we get Javon Holland back this weekend. Brandon Jones was back there making plays the last couple weeks. You get Javon Holland back. Ramsey, Howard. I mean, Van Ginkel's doing his thing. Wilkins, Sealer up the middle. Bradley Chubb has quietly had a very good year. And the last few weeks, matter of fact, he has been fantastic. So, I I think it's all up ready for this game this weekend. I do. You can be nervous if you want. I get it. There's a lot of... The stakes are very high. I understand you being nervous. But I'm, I go into this weekend, I am confident... In this Dolphin team. You should be too. So, that's what we got going on as far as the Dolphins this weekend. Uh, We'll do good times and hard times coming up. You know how we do on Wednesdays. We're looking forward to week 17. We tell you which team's fan base are having good times right now. Which fan base are having hard times right now. I'll tell you what's hard times. Alright? Is getting this Colin Cowherd to say anything positive about the Dolphins. I told you. I told you how I feel about Colin Cowherd at this point one of the all-time great sports talk show hosts, but has totally lost his fastball. It really is at this point, rather than put out great content, it is very clear Colin Cowherd at this point is all about putting out content that makes you talk about him. He doesn't care if he's wrong. He likes being loud wrong. That's the point. And hey, we, we told like, he thought the Dolphins were going to get smoked. He's insulting the Dolphins going into the game last weekend against Dallas. Uh, did, did he do a little bit of a Mia culpa yesterday? Nope. Give it a listen. There's nothing like him on the planet. I don't need to see passer rating. He wins 80% of his games, and he wins big games. People in Miami freaking out. Miami hasn't won a playoff game since 2000. Ooh, we won a home game over Dallas. Lamar Jackson wins games like this every sunday home or away he's 20 and 1 in his career against the nfc because if you don't see him regularly you don't know how to contain him you don't know what to do with him you've never seen any player like him and all it is is disrespect and doubt tua and lamar jackson same breath stop it you see that's what i'm talking about there like look all of us are allowed to have our opinions and be wrong about it whatever that's not a big deal you can't spend the whole week talking about how the Cowboys are going to kick the shit out of the Dolphins, and then when the Dolphins win, you mock the Dolphin fan for being excited about beating the Cowboys and winning a home game. You you, you, were, you were propping up the Cowboys, how they're going to kick the shit out of the Dolphins. Well, forget about the being wrong part, but the Dolphins, they clearly then beat a really good team. Yeah. You can't then mock the Dolphin fan for being excited about that win. That's a really good win. And then, Con would actually go on to say, in, in talking yesterday about the night before Monday Night Football, and, and you know, to uh, Lamar Jackson in the same breath. And then he went on to say, last night, we saw what a most valuable player looks like. And then makes the point, you ever watch a game and think, Tua is the best player on the field? Okay. You're right. Nobody says that. But how is that relevant when we're talking? It's not the best athlete of the year. It's the most valuable player that that we're talking about here. Tom Brady has been MVP. Peyton Manning has been MVP. I've never... And those are maybe the two best quarterbacks of all time. Have you ever watched a game that Tom Brady played in Have you ever watched a game Peyton Manning played in and said, that's the best athlete on the field? Never. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure most games, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, you can make the case, the worst athlete on the field. So what is is Tua, being the best athlete on the field or not, have anything to do with how valuable he is? What a stupid fucking argument. So tonight, we finally get the Panthers back in action. I mean, let's go. I hate nights when the Panthers and Heat don't play. They play on the same night so often. And then you get a night like last night where you don't get either. I hate when they don't play. Panthers haven't played since Saturday. A real good win in the afternoon. A game they really needed against Vegas. Hopefully a few days off there. The Christmas break helped them. They're in Tampa tonight. Very tough game. You know how I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to be on my couch in the Zaslow Mansion family room. Got an ice-cold Johnny Cuba on my hand. You know what I'm talking about. That's how we enjoy a nice, relaxing evening here in the Zaslow Mansion. If you don't have a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, head out to your local Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Fresco y you, you haven't tried Johnny Cuba yet? What are you waiting for? European Roots. With a Caribbean soul. It's exactly what we're all about here in South Florida. Refreshing German lager in a can. Official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. Johnny Cuba. One of our great sponsors. An OG sponsor. My man Juan. Been with us since the start of Zaslo Show 2.0. And I love when you guys. You're trying to Johnny Cuba for the first time. Maybe not in the first time. You're just enjoying yourself. I love when you take a photo or maybe a video of that first pour. No foam. I mean come on. That's amateur hour. And then you tag me on Instagram, I then put it in my stories. I'm super famous, I'm an influencer, so then you become famous when I put it in my stories. Anyway, you know the drill. Make sure you always drink responsibly, and of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Let's get to good times and hard times. That's right, baby. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work, and they tell them, go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years years they give him a watch kick him in the butt and say hey a computer took your place daddy that's hard time that's hard time okay thank you Dusty good times and hard times we tell you which fan bases going into the next week are going through good times right now which are going through those hard times daddy we'll start out with the fan bases having good times number three the Detroit Lions fan the Detroit Lions fan got to utter the words for the first time ever in humanity that Detroit Lions are NFC North champions. That's right. The first time in the history of mankind those words were said, and they were factual. They get a good win at Minnesota, first time they're division champions in 30 years. The Detroit Lions fan is having good times right now. Number two, how about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan? That's right. The Bucs and Baker Mayfield. Looks like there's mutual interest between a uh, uh, an extended relationship between the quarterback and the team right there. The Buccaneers, they're leading the NFC South at eight and seven, and they're feeling good about themselves because hey, they didn't have any real expectations going into the season. The Bucs fan is having good times right now, and the fan base is having the best times going into Week 17. The Cleveland Browns fan, look, I gotta be honest, yeah, you know, I don't have, I don't have any love for the Browns. I don't have any love for Cleveland, especially not that parasite Dan Gilbert. But the Browns are really good. The Cleveland Browns, while they're not going to win the division, I mean, they're they're still in it. They're going to wind up being the five seed. Uh, and they're going to wind up going on the road at the AFC South winner, who we're not even sure who that's going to be at this point. But this Browns team, they could win playoff games because defense travels. And Joe Flacco, look, the turnovers are not good, but he could still sling it. Number three, Lions fan. Number two, Bucks fan. And number one, the Browns fan is having good times right now. Now, which fan base are having hard times, daddy? Number three, the Broncos fan. The Broncos were such a cool story. They had won five in a row. And now they've lost, I think, two of their last three. They're seven and eight. And an opportunity to really be entrenched in the wildcard playoff picture and they lose at home to the New England Patriots. Terrible job. Broncos fan is having hard times right now. Number two, Jaguars fan is having hard times. The Jags have lost five in a row. You got injury questions now with Trevor Lawrence. They got their shit kicked in this past weekend. Jacksonville may go from 8-2 and two and a chance at the top spot in the AFC to missing the playoffs entirely. Right now, they own the tie break. They're the four-seed AFC South leader at 8-7. But Indianapolis is also 8-7. Houston is also 8-7. They may miss the playoffs entirely. And the team fan base that's going through the hardest times right now, Kansas City Chiefs fan. They were booing the Chiefs at halftime this past Monday afternoon. That's white trash. What the Chiefs have been able to do the last five, six years They're finally having a down year. A down year, by the way, which still includes them at 9-6 right now. And they're booing the team at halftime. That's white trash. The Chiefs, I don't know if you watched the game, the second level and the upper deck were half empty the whole game. That was a light crowd on Monday afternoon. I don't want to hear about it being Christmas. It was Christmas in the other two stadiums that played that day as well. Number three, Broncos fans having hard times. Number two, Jaguars fans having hard times. And the fan base is having the hardest times. Going into week 17 and a terrible look for them. The Kansas City Chiefs fan. And that's another edition of good times and hard times. Yes, that's how it's done. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you how else it's done. It's the holidays. We're about to bring in the new year. What better time than now than to treat yourself to a brand new ride. That's right. And of course, I'm going to tell you about the only car dealership. I personally endorse official car dealership of Zaslow Show 2.0, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Whether you want to enjoy an relaxed indoor car shopping experience or you just want to have your vehicle serviced, you're going to be treated like royalty at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Did you know they service all makes and models, so you don't have to currently own a Subaru to get that top-notch service at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. With an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, plus used cars, trucks, SUVs of every make and model, you're sure to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Plus, all new Subarus and most pre-owned vehicles come with a lifetime warranty, so you know that you're covered. Right now, at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, is a big event going on: the 2023 Subaru Share the Love event, where a portion of all new sales goes to help local organizations in our community. Plus. Lots of great offers right now, like a 2024 Subaru Outback Premium. You can lease for just 321 dollars a month for 36 months with $59.95 due at signing with approved credit or a new 24 Crosstrek for just 219 dollars a month for 36 months with $54.95 due at signing. Go to NFLSubaru.com. That's NFLSubaru.com for full details. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. So I don't know about you guys. I'm still feeling pretty good about that Christmas Day win for the Heat. Uh, And specifically, I mean, I'm just so fired up over Jaime Hawkes Jr. Now, the Heat are back in action tomorrow night. They're at the Warriors. Jimmy Butler is on the trip with them. Does that mean he's going to play tomorrow night? Don't know. He's missed, what, uh, the last couple of games. But regardless, this is not a Warrior team that anybody's afraid of. I like where the Heat stand right now at 18-12. and I like watching them every night now. There's plenty of interesting things. Certainly yesterday, we were excited and celebrating Jaime Haquez Jr.'s performance, but it's not just him. It's Tyler Hero. It's Duncan Robinson, who has been so, so great. And certainly that brought me to the whole, you know, brought me back to the Damian Lillard stuff where I'm not trying, like, I'm not sour about Damian Lillard, but I do think there's a conversation to be had again, or at least have the point brought up again that, yeah, Joe Cronin for the Blazers, the way he handled that situation was bullshit because there's no way if you could be a rational person, a Blazer fan or not a Blazer fan, there's no way that Malcolm Brogdon and Robert Williams III and Picks is better than potentially, and I say potentially because we don't, we don't know for sure that this is what Riley would have offered. He never even had the chance but you can't say that's better than Hero, Robinson, Haquez Jr., and draft picks. It's not better. And everyone was saying the Heat's offer was going to be or was trash. It, it It would have been a steal. So look, I'm grateful for Joe Cronin being bad at his job. The Heat got lucky. They would not be better off if they made that trade. They wouldn't have been. But here's also something funny that's come up now over the last 24 hours. Blazer fans talking about Blazer fans trying to convince themselves that Malcolm Brogdon is better than Jaime Hawkes Jr. Get the hell out of here. Not only is Malcolm Brogdon not better than Jaime Hawkins Jr., but on a team that is in a rebuild, you don't take Malcolm Brogdon at $22 million a year over Jaime Hawkes Jr. at $3.5 million. You don't do it. That's bullshit. And we know what Malcolm Brogdon is. He's a good player. This is a rookie in Jaime Jaquez Jr. who is doing this. This is clearly a very high ceiling. So a funny part is now the Blazers fan trying to convince themselves that they made the right move, going with the trade with Milwaukee and then eventually flipping Drew Holiday to Boston for Brogdon and Robert Williams III and more picks. Let me tell you something. There is not a general manager in the entire NBA that takes Malcolm Brogdon over Jaime Hawkins Jr. Not one. And especially when you consider the money. But take the money out of it, I still don't think there's a single GM that takes Malcolm Brogdon over Jaime Hawkins Jr. And when you factor in the money, then it just becomes stupid. Then there's not even a conversation to be had. So, it's not about... All Heat fans are bringing up Damian. Heat fans can't get over Damian Lillard. I got news for you. Every single Heat fan is not only well over not getting Damian Lillard, they're happy they didn't get Damian Lillard because it may have cost us rookie sensation Jaime Hawkins Jr. So, back in action tomorrow night. We'll have to do some late night with the Heat. That's how it goes, alright? Have to do some late night with the Heat tomorrow night, 10pm. Heat and Golden State Warriors. Here's what the Heat have coming up after Thursday night, alright? They're at Golden State tomorrow night. Then on Saturday, it's an afternoon game, 5 p.m. here. Saturday, they're at Utah. The Jazz stink. Then they're at the Clippers, at the Lakers, at Phoenix. So five game trip. Any trip, obviously, you'd like to go at least 500 to five game trips. So you'd like to be over 500. You want to get. You want to be two and two going into that final game, right? Phoenix is not any good. That that is not a good team. So if you're two and two going into that Phoenix game. You got a chance for a really good road trip. You have to like the Heat in Utah on Saturday. Put that down as a W. Clipper game's going to be very tough. So if the Heat can start this trip in Golden State tomorrow, if you could potentially start this trip 2-0, you'll put yourself in a position for an excellent road trip. The Clipper game's going to be tough. Then you got the Lakers. Lakers game's very winnable that Lakers Lakers are an average team and then you got Phoenix and they're a below average team and as far as back-to-backs on this trip the Heat Thursday in Golden State Saturday in Utah Monday LA Clippers Wednesday LA Lakers Friday Phoenix no back-to-backs very favorable trip I would say considering there are no back-to-backs three and two has got to be the goal if you're three and two on this trip that's an excellent trip And considering no back-to-backs, that has to be the goal. Three and two would be big time. You know what else is big time? When when any of us can get that great sleep. When we get the sleep we deserve so we wake up refreshed, we feel good, we can accomplish everything we're trying to accomplish throughout the day. And the best way to do that is to make sure you're comfortable. And to be comfortable, you got to be sleeping on the softest, coolest, most breathable sheets out there. You know I'm talking about sheets and giggles. Sheetsgiggles.com. We're talking, these sheets are made from eucalyptus trees. The softest sheets I've ever slept on. The comforter, it's, it's so comfortable. That's why it's called a comforter, right? No, but not always. They're not always comfortable. This is cool. It keeps me comfortable. I got the blanket. I got the pillowcase. I got the bedsheets. I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. It's so soft and comfortable. When you go to sheetsgiggles.com, you're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans, just like the Zaslow family, that is sleeping on sheets and giggles and never turning back. Plus... If you go to SheetsGiggles.com, use promo code ZASLOW, Z-A-S-L-O-W, and you're going to get 20% off your first order. So first time you go there, SheetsGiggles.com, 20% off when you use promo code ZASLOW. And every time you go back, my man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, constantly putting out promo codes, all kinds of sales going on. Make sure you follow him at SheetsGiggles. Go to SheetsGiggles.com, first time. Promo code Zazlo 20% off. And then every other time you go back, you're taking advantage of all the other deals that they always got cooking up there. SheetsGiggles.com, promo code ZASLOW. SheetsGiggles.com. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal, here's where we start. So, on FS1. Now, the only show I watch on FS1 is Speak, because I've watched Joy Taylor, big star, best thing going on that network. Colin Coward has dropped way off. His co-host there, Jason McIntyre, worst person on television. And then you got Undisputed, which used to be a fun little show. Show stinks now. You got Skip there and Richard Sherman and Keyshawn Johnson. That is is a very unlikable show at this point. Here's Richard Sherman, and Keyshawn's doing that old trope now where where you say something crazy, and you'll walk off the set. And I love Lamar
1: Jackson as much as anybody. You know, I've supported him the whole time. If he had his numbers that he had the MVP year, which was 43 touchdowns to six interceptions, 43 total, then we would be shouting from the rooftops, he's the MVP of the league. So you're talking about this team wouldn't be this. First off, we haven't seen them without him this year. So just like you said, no other years matter. He's been a starting quarterback for the Ravens this entire year. So don't make the point that no other year matters unless, you, you know what I mean? But Josh Allen has 40 total touchdowns right now does that mean he's the mvp of the league no it does not he's accounted for 83 percent of his team's touchdowns 83 he no qb is more important to their team right now than josh allen is to the buffalo bills Mm. so you can argue whatever you want to argue you can walk off because when you walk off that means you don't have the power to make a conscious argument
0: all right this is not a big deal and i gotta be honest here I I don't know what Richard Sherman's saying. I, I don't understand what he's talking about. And you heard there, like, Keyshawn gets up in the middle and he walks off because apparently Richard Sherman is talking crazy. That show sucks. Big deal or not a big deal? I already told you the only show on FS1 that I watch, Speak, starring Hollywood Joy Taylor. Here's Joy Taylor yesterday, our homegirl, talking about the Cowboys after the loss of the Dolphins. I mean,
2: the Cowboys are a very talented team. They want to jump steps. They, they haven't been to an MC championship game. They haven't been to a Super Bowl, but they demand the respect and confidence of a team that has done that. Go do it. James said it earlier this year. Stop campaigning for everything. Just go do it. Just go put the tape out there. Just go win the games. If you have the opportunity to win the games. Go do it. That's it. So it's not it's not surprising to me because this is what the Cowboys do. They get all, they get all into this campaign and like, we this, we that. Go do it. They have all the talent to do it. They got an MVP level quarterback. They got the the coach. They've got the talent on the defensive side of the ball. They got the talent on the offensive side of the ball. I don't think this team is a bad team. Now that they lost to the Dolphins, they just still have more to prove. And that, and and to me, if I'm if I'm a Cowboy player, I feel good about that. I know what we have and what we're capable of. We feel just need what? to. I feel good about the team that we have, the talent that we have. I feel good about what we've done so far this season. They're going to be in the postseason. There's still ways for them to answer all the questions that we have about them. This, this won't matter if they get into the postseason and they win the way that they feel like they're capable of. I'm going
0: not a big deal. I think she's right. Look, the Cowboys, I still think, are big time, but you, you got to eat it now. Like, the Cowboys, the Dolphins have been going through it all year. The Cowboys, too, to another extent. Uh, and they lost a big game there. So I'm going not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. The Detroit Pistons set an NBA record last night with their 27th consecutive loss. Remember the Heat back in the 2013 season? They won 27 straight games. Second biggest winning streak in the history of the NBA. Well, last night, the Pistons lost their 27th consecutive game. All-time record. They're one loss away now, and it's against Boston. They're going to lose that. They're one loss away from the all-time record of consecutive losses over the span of two seasons, which was set by the 76ers a while ago. I'm not sure which year. But this is the all-time single-season record, and here's head coach Monty Williams after the game.
1: Is it heavy? Yeah. I I would imagine for everybody it is. Nobody wants this kind of thing attached to them. And, you know, I I was brought in here to – to change this thing and it's it's probably the most on me than anybody you know, players are playing their hearts out I got to get them in a position where they don't feel tight or heavy but you know it's where we are that's the reality of the situation
0: you have to figure Monty Williams wants to be fired he's not go- I mean who the hell wants to be part of this anymore he's not going to get fired because they owe him 80 million dollars but this is the worst contract ever given to a head coach he was never worth it at the start. He's Monty Williams. He's fine. But $80 million. Highest paid coach in the NBA. Maybe the highest paid coach ever in the NBA. And all-time record for consecutive losses. He's resigned. is a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal. Last night, WWE was at MSG. They had a live show there, a house show, at Madison Square Garden. Packed house. Saw the in-ring debut in the return of CM Punk. He beat Dominic Mysterio, and here Punk addressed the crowd afterward. When I wake up in the morning, when somebody asks me how my day is, I say, hey, I woke up this morning. Everything else, after that, I'm fortunate for. Every day I'm in this ring, and for all of you, I am fortunate for. Yeah. Yeah. I came back here to finish what I started. It starts tonight in the world's most famous arena in front of you, the greatest fans on earth. And I know I got stiff competition, but I'm here to finish what I started, and when I win the Royal Rumble and go on to main event WrestleMania. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to let you know that that isn't me finishing my story. That's just me getting started. I'm going big deal. I'm weighing on CM Punk being back with WWE. I think it's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to where it's going to go, especially now that we're approaching WrestleMania season. We got the Royal Rumble. A month from today is Royal Rumble. I'll see you You know I'm going to be there. I'm going big deal. And that right there is another edition A Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Yes. Today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. Thanks to everybody who hung out with us. Looking forward to tonight. The Panthers back in action there at the Lightning tonight. Actually live in Orlando. AEW Dynamite. You got the finals in the Blue Division and the Gold Division of the Continental Classic. I'm looking forward to that. Tonight's a good sports night. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us, and of course everybody who puts uh, who works so hard to make sure we get every show. Uh, a great show every day. Help put it together behind the scenes. I appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six pack of Johnny Cuba? That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. You got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.